Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Best of Five. My name is Elon, and I did my best effort transition, and it didn't work out very well. Uh, my name is Elon, and I'm joined here with Mr. Uh, John Velociraptor Guerrero. And sorry, were you gonna say something until I rudely interrupted you? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, and the Steve Ace King offsuit jerk, uh, who who decided to resub and make fun of me for all, all like remembering. See, here's the thing: I finally remembered to loop the dumb music at the top of the show. Now I'm getting made fun of. Get I'm not making here. fun of you. I'm congratulating you. Get out of here! All this negative yeah, I, attention. I'm congratulating you. You know that who was. You know who else we need to congratulate, though? Uh, We need to congratulate uh, Space Dive, because he's been subscribed to us for 14 months now. Thank you, Space Dive. Congratulations. really do appreciate it. Congratulations, Space Dive, on the 14 months. Uh, We're almost almost at two babies, right? That's a double Twitch baby almost at 18? Only four more months? Well, it could be two, depending on how long the pregnancy goes. Hmm. This just went to a dark place for no good reason. Anyways, <laughs> tonight on the show, we're going to talk about all the crazy shenanigans that happened this week. Uh, oh, and as a as a quick note, uh, we are going to go 15 minutes shorter today uh, due to a couple of real-life things I have to take care of, so it's my fault. Don't blame anybody else. Uh, but tonight on the show, we're going to talk about all the crazy Jezu drama. It finally happened. <laughs> Uh, that was just like a kettle Jesuits. waiting to happen. It was like a bomb waiting to explode. I'm surprised it took this long. Uh, Street Fighter is now an Olympic event. And kind of. and the United States uh, usually gives $50,000 bonus for every person who gets a gold medal at the Olympics. In case you didn't know that. That's a fun fact. And I'm not lying either. They do give 10000 I think, for bronze. Something like that. And uh, we got some new trailers for stuff. We got some... Uh, we got some Street Fighter League drama. We got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff. But you know what else we got a lot of? Steve, what was all? What, what, we got a lot of events, right? What 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 kind of events we got a lot of? We we got a wide variety of events that happened this past weekend. Uh, kicking things off with uh, week two of the Street Fighter League U.S. Uh, good weekend for Knuckle Dew, uh, his squad got win number two to move into first place on game difference uh team frost right there with them thanks entirely to samurai who pulled off yet another reverse ocv who called that shit who called who said this man was a danger and i wanted him on my team i mean i just gave it away who said it but that's fine go on (laughs) Well, well you could have been quoting them uh but Tough start to the year or tough start to the season for Punk. His Inferno squad 0-2. Remember, they went 8-2 in season one. So they've got some digging out to do. Uh, but it's still early, you know, two weeks out of ten in the books. Uh kicking it over to Dead or Alive. We're gonna be bouncing around to events, uh, uh covering by game rather than by event this time. Yeah. because uh, there's just so much going on. New format, uh, baby. Uh, DOA had its uh, online event for Eastern Europe, uh, and you see the top six right there, Devil Neron getting the win over Clearlight. Uh, You also see the bottom six on your screen right there with Devil Neron getting the win over Clearlight. That is everyone who entered the tournament. Oh. Well, all right then. 
points left on the bracket. So you got uh, some players who went 0-2 uh, taking home a t- uh, little chunk of points uh, on the DOA World Tour here. A uh, much bigger bracket down in Kumite in Texas for DOA. This was an offline point match. Uh, it featured a showdown between the two automatically qualified players in the grand final, Excalibur Blades and Killy. Uh, Killy got the win last time they met at Summer Jam, but Excalibur Blades gets the win this time. Mr. Quiggle and Electrified Man rounding out the top four there. Uh, But if you're a DOA fan, you're probably trying to watch the Fatal Match in Japan, uh, which is the third and final automatic qualifier for DOA. Uh, it took place at Tokyo Game Show, and it was a great weekend for Shimazu who got the win over Atch. He is headed to the DOA 6 World Championship. Uh, Atch in very strong position to qualify now, thanks to his performance. We take a look at the global standings. Atch now within striking distance of the top three. You still see Theological, uh, Keisuke, and Terurok holding on to the three Asian qualifying spots. Uh, you see the everyone who was in top four at the North America event, either in or in very strong position to qualify. Still five events to go, so still time for players to move up the standings. Hmm. Uh, kicking it over to Mortal Kombat, uh, they also had an online event in Europe this past weekend. And it was a, uh, if you're a fan of Italy... This was a good weekend for you. Uh, Asada Maze got the win uh, with fellow countryman Mirko rounding in the top three. Video Games Joe, another strong performance for him, uh, getting second place, so another 80 points for his tally. Uh, if we take a look at the global standings, you see Video Games Joe very close uh, to that qualifying line but just three events to go. Sonic, Fox, and Dragon, the only players to officially clinch, although it would take a miracle uh, for Foxy and Tekken Master not to get in at this point. So with the with the point totals that Sonic, Fox, and Dragon have, it's mathematically impossible for them to fuck it up, right? Is that Correct. what we're seeing? They, okay. There is, unless, unless they do something that gets them disqualified for the tour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there is... <laughs> which is a the, thing now. Which, which is a thing. Uh, yes. Which, there are no, uh, there aren't enough points out there to keep them out. Foxy Grandpa, there are barely enough points to keep him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you would need basically everyone fourth through thirteenth to sweep everything from here on out in those final three events. Hey, you remember that piece of drama a couple years ago with Dragon, where he lost an online qualifier and then complained that his opponent was under eighteen and couldn't enter, but he himself was also under eighteen and couldn't enter. I completely forgot about that till just now. It can happen. Although I think he's more than 18 now. I don't know. He's, he is safely above that 18 line. Okay. Plus, I think now you just need a parent's permission slip or something, right? Then yeah. they do something that, like that. That is correct. Uh, we still got plenty more games to yes. go here. Where else are we going, uh, Steve? Let's go to Monterrey, Mexico for Thunderstruck. This was a Tenkaichi event on the Dragon Ball fighters world tour uh and it was it was south of the border but it was all about the stars and stripes 
uh, Sage leading an American sweep of the top eight positions, uh, taking it over Chris G in the grand final, Kuba and Super Noon rounding out the top four. Uh, if we take a look at the global standings, we still have six events to go. Uh, Fenrich, the only player qualified officially on points as of right now. Goichi won the automatic qualifier uh, earlier, but Sonic Fox to Kill Sage, it would take a lot to keep them out. Uh, like I said, only six events remaining. So, uh, not officially done yet, but pretty much. Done. Where was Wawa from? Uh, Wawa is he's from like, uh, Europe. Yes. Okay. I believe France, if I remember correctly. Okay. Have I said I'm surprised that he's not from like the northeast of the United States? Because I think I did. Okay. Anyway, I, we've we've visited that tangent before, so let's move on. You mentioned that uh, last time his yes. name came up. Yes. But that's okay. Wawa's that's pretty okay. good anyway. Everybody go to yeah. Wawa. Wawa's delicious. Yes. Inconvenient. Yes. More games. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's head back to Texas for the Tekken side of things. Kumite in Texas was a challenger event on the Tekken World Tour. And up top, a name we haven't seen at the top of these results uh, for quite some time. Jimmy J. Trent, his first win at a non-dojo Tekken World Tour event in Dang. over a year. Dang, um, he's back. He, he, he could be. Jimmy J. playing norm, regular Tekken. Is he, uh, uh, I unfortunately didn't get to see, was he using Brian or was he using another? I wasn't crazy? able to watch this either. You know, I, I drew the short straw at work, so. Dang it. I had to work through pretty much everything. Chat, who was, uh, oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, he was using Brian. So, yes, Brian got a new move. That's really good. Uh, but we've got uh, Shadow, another strong weekend for him, getting second place. His brother, Junior, also making top six. Mm-hmm. Lil Majin making top eight. More importantly, Lil Majin actually going to tournaments. It's good to see him traveling. Yep. I also, <laughs> is is he actually sponsored by a team called Hot Mess? Uh, yeah, that's the uh, fashion designer. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I forget who the guy from Blackish. I forget his name. I apologize. Yeah. Oh, or adultish. Excuse me. Oh, is that the guy that tweeted out a while ago? It's like who's sponsoring Lil Majin? Yes. Okay. Yes, that is him. Who? So. who's sponsoring Lil Majin? Well, he is now. Dang. Well, way to go uh, for him. If we take a look at the global standings, Jimmy J. Uh, that was his first win at a challenger event, but he had done well at some uh, dojo events as well. So he is now in qualifying position, as is Shadow Twenty Z. The current cutoff is four hundred thirty points uh, with a seam. Uh, Wait, where also is Jim- of note? Where is Jimmy? Oh, he's fourteenth. Okay, sorry, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't find his name. Also of note, uh, this past weekend, uh, the Tekken World Tour passed. 1,000 events, including all of the dojos all around the world. For this year? For this season. For this season alone, it's been 1,000 events. 1,000 plus. Holy shit. The fervor for that game right now, man. I'm sitting here in Street Fighter V villain. It's like, man, super lukewarm and stuff. And like, but Tekken, like the 1,000 events, and that's motivated by like, the community to build it up itself and it super has and it, it, it did it like it's the middle of the weekend and it's its job it's just like oh yeah thousand events makes sense man you know what's Good crazy stuff. 
You know it's crazy? If you went to every single event and got one point, you'd be qualifying. Actually, no. Because it's only your top three from each category. Or top three from Challenger, top three from Master, top four from Dojo. So you'd have ten points. There's also more than a thousand days in a year, so... Wait, 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 wait. Now I'm confused. I'm confusing myself. What did I just say? If you went to... Something stupid. <laughs> I said if, if you, you went if to you every event and got one point or more, you'd be qualified. Yeah. yeah. But you wouldn't because only three, only ten events count for your total. Oh, oh, that's weird. Oh, I guess that's smart. I don't know. Is it smart? Is it weird? I guess that's... It, it, it's, it's striking that balance where it rewards you for, for being able to go to a lot of events, but it... But not punishing you for not being able to go to every event. I guess that it's, makes sense. Yeah. So now a guy like me is has motivation to go to uh, a dojo event. You know, if he wants to make the trip over to Gaming Sphere for for a weekend, he can, and he gets something out of it that he can't get at uh, at a master event since his points are locked out or uh, maxed out there. Okay. So it's kind of like boxing with the judges, right? Oh, my God. Steve's dying. Are we I'm good? okay. Okay. Uh, it's like boxing where, you know, uh, there's like, what, f- three judges and only two of them count or something like that? No, no. They each count. Wait, then what um, event is it where there's like, oh, I think it's like any Olympic event where they're like, they're like high, five judges and they take. get thrown out. They have like five yeah, judges I, and they take the top three scores or something. So the judge that yeah. gives you a one is immediately disqualified for being an asshole. Anyway, what were um, we talking about? <laughs> we're we're talking about Thunderstruck. Uh, okay. It is. Uh, it was in blah, blah blah. In addition to being part of the DBFC World Tour, it was also a ranking event on the Capcom Pro Tour. Uh, and again, another uh, celebration for the Stars and Stripes. Eight hundred one Strider getting the win over Kusanagi in the grand final to get. 200 very critical points in his quest to return to Capcom Cup. Uh, you see Commander Jesse and Chris G also making top eight. Uh, Smug finishing just outside, so no points for him Rip. Uh, on his uh, trip to Mexico. Man, uh, looking. Hold on. Okay. We, I remember when we were all complaining when people got one point? Yeah. Well, well here's, here's the thing. My issue isn't that there is there was a one point tier, it's that they moved that one point tier from sixteenth place at these uh, uh, these events to eighth. Oh, so yeah. So if you're talking about oh, we still want to reward people from for going to events, why are you rewarding half the people that you were before? Yeah, that's what that's what my issue was. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Do people still get points off of top eight? No, right? Especially for those events. I'm assuming five is the lowest. Uh, yeah, five is it for uh, uh, Regional I, events? ranking. ranking I keep events. wanting to say challenger. I'm in that Tekken mindset. I think we all are. <laughs> Speaking of Tekken, uh, hey, Steve, I have a question for you. Yes. It's a very important question. Uh, what do the CPT Latin America regional standings look like? Um, well, uh, they look like something like this. Uh, Zenith, Piccolo, and Dark have clinched their places in the Latin America Regional Final. Uh, still two events to go. Uh, it could come down to a tiebreaker because with that result, Kusanagi is now tied with HK Dash for the fi- eighth and final spot. Hmm. 
So we've got it. We've got a tie in Asia um, that is going to be settled with the tiebreaker. We've got a tie in Europe with one event to go. And now with two events to go, we've got a tie in uh, Latin America for the final spot. Mm. So, but still, two events to go, 150 points for a winner. So anyone not on this list gets a win. They jump right into the, uh, the standings. Yeah. Hey, would it be crazy? <sighs> would it be crazy if we took this uh, format of you earning points, like more points for the higher you place, and replace it with less points the higher you place? So, like, if you get first, you get one point, and then the people with the lowest point total go wins. And then I if would you be miss, a world champion, baby. Well, if and then if you miss an event, you get like a billion points or something. <laughs> so we're just motivating people to not go anywhere. Well, like, I mean, if you miss an event, like, we have to balance it out, right? Because, like, if you win one event and you get a, a one point, then you're in the lead. But if you don't go, then you get zero. So you're, we you're, need to... You're ba- we have a shitload of topics, Alon. This is irresponsible. You're you're irresponsible. <laughs> you're you being an irresponsible me. host right now. You don't know who I am. <laughs> you're not Efren, that's who. You know who else is an Efren? <laughs> who? Momochi. Oh, you know he's why? very much is not. He 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 has a he, he has a, Damn it. I tried to no, kick John he, off the call. I couldn't figure it out. And he has a Street Fighter title in his uh, trophy case. More than one, but he added one more to his uh, mantle this weekend. He is the winner of the CPT Asia premiere at Tokyo Game Show. This was the second of three super premieres on the Capcom Pro Tours, along with Evo and uh, the North America Regional Final later this year. Uh, so Sounds Momochi, like that kind of tournament pays out big. Oh, man. Uh, so much money that uh, Momochi definitely will take home by winning. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. Oh, that's irresponsible. Whoa. Hey, what do the t- tour standings look like? Dude, learn. <laughs> oh, man. Um, can we go back to the CPT, uh, the Asia premiere? Oh, fine. Because I want to point out a, what a strong weekend for Europe. Um, three players from the European region making top eight at a stacked Asian premiere. Phenom getting top eight, Big Bird and Angry Bird bo- both getting top six. It was... Those, especially Angry Bird and Big Bird, those two have been on such a grind this year. And it's so good to see it pay off the way it's paying off. Because it's it's almost certain that both of them will be in at this point um, in uh, Capcom Cup. And they, they can do some serious damage once they get there. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Now we can take a look at the global standings with just 10 events to go. Uh, Fujimura, Tokido, Punk, and Bonchan, still the only four players clinched on points. Momochi now in up to fifth. He's almost certain to be there. It would take disaster after disaster to keep him out. Uh, 8-1 Strider tweeted out that he clinched a Capcom Cup berth with his win. He has not. He's got 770, so he's in 20th place right now. Uh Uh-oh. Strong position. It's strong position. But that cutoff right now is only at 6.05. Uh-oh. And there's still a couple premiere events out, a few premiere events out there. 
there's the super premiere out there so there's still plenty of points to uh to be had so is this a what are you standing up for moment it might be Ooh. you know I, I i'd love to see him make it uh but you know he's still got some work to do yeah well it's um, it's a shame that he didn't have steve ace king offsuit jurek to confirm at the time of his tweet it, it's it sucks for him um but you know this was that was a great tournament uh we did have one other great tournament mm-hmm. this past weekend a huge result a notable result mm-hmm. uh the Man- manalo pokemon league he has done it yep after I watching like how old was it? 20 years old? I stopped watching like 18. Two years. Okay, so I stopped watching Pokemon probably 20 years ago. And I can't believe that that, that, that motherfucker still has not won a, a, an event outside of the Orange Islands, was it? Why do I care about this? I don't, but oh my well, gosh. You, you don't have to say it anymore because he's finally won. <laughs> yep, and look, he, he, he can. Shout out to fucking Kanto. He's representing Kanto. Everybody else, Alola Top 8. Uh, no, Deco Judo. Oh, motherfucker. Hate that guy. You guys are nerds. Hey, I'm just... Formerly known as Jesse. Or for... James, excuse me. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. My bad, all right? My bad. I screwed up the joke. Are Jesse and James still the main Team Rocket baddies? Uh, know. yeah. They're still yeah. doing the same little Looney Tunes thing? Like, like the whole show's the same, it's just that yeah. Ash won this time? You don't fuck with what works. Yeah, I now, guess not. He, he does have to play Thug Grand Finals up. There, there's someone who got floated to uh, the grand final, so he'll have to face him. Mm, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dang. Uh, uh, yeah. Steve, with that said, uh, let me just say, John, you're not banned, even though I want to uh, ban you from the chat room, but I did not. Uh, what do we have to look forward to uh, for the next week coming up this week? You've got plenty of stuff to look forward to, especially events outside of the pool tours. Uh, Capcom Pro Tour and the DOA Tour are dark this weekend, uh, but we do have uh, DOA coming back on Tuesday for their top eight for North America East uh, online event for MK on Sunday uh, as part of their Intercontinental Combat uh, Cup. So the winner of that will go to the European final winner of that goes to uh, Final Combat 2020. We do have a Tekken World Tour event in terms of Clash of the Olympians in Greece. Uh, we have the return of Red Bull Conquest. Chicago and Philly have their events this weekend. Mm. But if you are a Tekken head, the big one uh, is Master Cup 11. Ooh. The 5v5 annual tournament. A little earlier on the calendar this year, but that is going to be massive. I think there's something in the neighborhood of 200 60 264 teams jesus christ so you're talking about uh about 1300 players hot diggity is it that is going oh god did you say 1300 1300 players okay approximately how many were at evo um 1700 1800 okay. so this so. is the third biggest tekken ever or second biggest it's a big tekken Everybody go watch the big Tekken. It is a big, big Tekken. So there's also a singles tournament the next day. Uh, top three of that get Jesu licenses. Man, sure would be nice to have one of those. 
Especially if you want a super premiere. I guess we're going to go into the big one first. So, as we all know, uh, we saw the big we saw the big Street Fighter this weekend, uh, and Momochi got himself a win. And is that the first time Momochi's won a premiere event this year? Uh, this year? This year, yes. His last one was in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dang. Been a while. That was back at uh, Stunfest. He took Evo to Japan, though, right? Yes, he did. This um, year? And that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, okay. And that was another bit of a hubbub. There was the fear that because he wasn't a licensed player, he would not be able to uh, claim that prize. However, uh, because the prize for that event was not provided by the publisher of the game or by the entrance, uh, he was allowed to collect that without a license. Oh, it was just like a flat rate win? It wasn't... Right. Okay, cool. That is not the case here. Yep. So what are, what are the deets? The deets are, um, Steve, if you, you got remember... All the you need. I got all the deets you need. If you'll remember, back in early 2018, uh, Jesu... Uh, the Japanese esports union was announced. It was announced as a way to work towards uh, allowing Japanese players to become uh, professionals to earn money from uh, esports events because of strict anti gambling laws in the country. Most tournaments are considered, uh, for most video games are considered to be gambling so you can't make more than you know a certain amount of money uh from events under most rules uh so this uh so they rolled out this program they allowed players to be licensed uh esports professionals uh they were licenses were offered to the top japanese players uh at the beginning of the 2018 season only one player refused the license at that time, and that was Momochi. And he refused it because he did not believe that there should be any sort of, in part, because there shouldn't be any sort of designation officially between a pro player or an amateur player. Mm-hmm. And because he doesn't want uh, people who are unconnected to the scene having a say of, you know, what is considered real esports, what is considered part of the community. This means that he cannot collect uh, prizes more than uh, 100,000 yen or approximately $1,000 without a license. That is what he got, what he was supposed to get uh, this weekend. Uh, He ended up only taking uh, $1,000 in total prizing um it was like something like six hundred dollars and the value of a gaming monitor that he refused or or he didn't even take the monitor no he did take the monitor oh okay yeah it was 558 bucks but he could have gotten forty six thousand three hundred and sixty five. dang so that license is barring him from getting a fifty thousand dollars it is very easy it is very easy to say you're against a system um when you don't have any skin in the game. But Mabochi, you know, and we and we were reminded that his win from Capcom Cup, he or his uh, prize money from Capcom Cup, he wasn't able to claim all of that either. 
because it was provided by Capcom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this has cost him, you know, coming up close to $100,000. You know, this is how, this is a big chunk of how he puts food on the table. I know he's got other stuff going on, so he's not, you know, starving. But $100,000 or anywhere close to that is a very significant amount of money to give up to make, you know, to stand up for what you believe in. Mm -hmm. So, but like his his language, if you go back through and read this article that I think it was Jayuna uh, translated from uh, two years ago, right? Yes. When this kind of first was coming out, Momochi talks about it and he goes out of his way to say, I'm not necessarily against this idea of of like what this license is trying to do. But what it sounds like it comes down to the most is that he doesn't want this to be to to like essentially fall into the wrong hands motivated by a heart that doesn't really line up with what he thinks um or you know like that just that pure fighting game mentality uh when it falls more into like the corporate money making um points of view and and restrictions are put on pro gamers whatever that definition ends up being and that's another part of this um he doesn't want that to be put on by anything except for I don't know how to exactly put it into words, but like pure fighting game competition and, and that that arena, that atmosphere. Um, but he he also is very, at least in his wording here, and I get that it's translated, but it, it feels like he's not against like the whole idea. Of, it's just that he's he's hesitant to go into these waters. But then when you have examples like this, this is more than just I'm a little bit hesitant. This is like I see something here that I very, very much disagree with. I'm not okay with this to the extent that I will leave $100,000 almost on the table at this point, and who knows how much more if he continues to win um, and this isn't resolved. So, But it's, it's kind of weird to me, a little uh, maybe paradoxical in the way he approaches it in his language that he uses from, from his text, and, and I don't know, and the way he, he's actually acting. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't necessarily disagree with how or with his opinion, right? Where separating a pro player from an average uh, an average person who likes entering tournaments is feels wrong, right? Like, I think uh, I think ultimately like, that's kind of what initially drew me to the FGC, like just the ability that like, oh, I can enter a tournament and then I'm playing alongside you know all these people I see on T oh on stream I almost said TV uh. You know, shit like that. Uh, so I totally see where he's coming from. And as of right now, I don't think that's the case, right? Because, like, anybody that – as of right now, the way they're treating it is anybody that does place in that higher tier or, like, anybody that does place in a tournament that then receives money gets a license, right? Or even higher, right? I think, what, like, top six there, get the license? It, it depends on, on the event. But, um, yeah, for uh, Bandai Namco and Capcom – they have offered license and uh, Koei Tecmo as well with their DOA events in Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, players who would, would get money are offered uh, licenses on the spot. However, that is at the company's discretion. If they decide they don't want to offer a license, they can, they're certainly able to do so because they are the ones who, uh, who, who get to designate who does and does not get a license. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, man. It, again, like, we're going up against, like, you know, national law and all this other crazy shit. Um, but, like, Would you guys I, take it? Would you guys have this if you were Momochi or if you were in a similar position as him? Fuck yeah! Well, 
let, uh, let, let me uh, let me uh, point out a couple links that I put in the chat of a minute or two ago. Uh, one is sort of an overview of the legal uh, situation surrounding this by Doc Fugu, who, who summarizes uh, a couple other posts. Uh, the second one is an article from, uh, let me get his name right, uh, Masakatsu Nagashima. He is a lawyer who practices in Japan and is sort of close to the esports scene, so so that's a little more in depth uh, look into the legal issues surrounding this. Mm-hmm. Man, first of all, thank you, Steve, for putting all that together. Really appreciate it. I'm gonna go sit down after this stream and then go through it. But uh, to John's question about whether I would hurt me personally, I would take the money even if I disagree with it. Fuck yeah, I got bills to pay. <laughs> like I got loans I want to pay off. Well, okay, that's that's that, fair, that's and I get that. I get debt. that. That's me out of yeah, debt. exactly. That changes my life. Yeah, and so I agree with. Okay, so putting the money even on the side, obviously, that's a huge influencer here. But if you're thinking about, okay, how might this potentially affect competitive fighting games? The fact that there are pitfalls, like there's there's reason for for pause, there's reason for concern and reflection. But Momochi seems to feel like he knows these guys are just not a good look. And and I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I haven't been there, right? And I haven't probably seen what he's seen. And so maybe I don't have as good of an idea. But I, it just, he really feels like these guys are not good to the, to the like, to $100,000. Like, that's, that's mm-hmm. to the degree that he feels this way. But I don't feel like I would necessarily be that quick to jump. And then when you introduce, like, hey, you want $50,000 for winning this tournament or $500,000? i am going to go, yeah, of course, I'll take the $50,000 and the chance that maybe this might be a bad thing for the FGC. Yeah. Uh, here's the other side of it, too. Like, if if we put the money aside, like, if money was no object, if, like, Steve and I, that 50 grand would get you out of debt and then get you on your way, if that was a situation where I could say no, right, I could totally see myself then saying no because it puts, a, it puts out the statement that, like, I can win a fucking tournament and I disagree with your bullshit. Right, and it's basically like making a statement, which I think is what he's trying to do, and I think doing it successfully, might I add. So, and, and not only has this uh, picked up momentum, it's actually called to attention a rule change uh, for the Capcom Pro Tour that basically I found out about like two days ago, even though it was added in July. Hmm. Uh, it now states that Japanese players must have a Jesse license to accept prize money even uh even for events that don't take place in japan what oh that's kind of fucked up so, so the, now yeah. go ahead so if uh daigo comes over and wins uh the asia regional or the uh, north america regional final obviously he has a license uh so he would be able to collect the money but momochi would not and is Momochi the only one of all of the big guys that we know about that yes. hasn't gotten this license? He, he he's the only uh, player uh, that has publicly uh, said, said that they so, don't have. So so far, no one else sees these guys as a bad guy in the same way that Momochi does. This is interesting. Well, it I is mean, very like kind of. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's very like I said earlier. It's easy to take that stand when it's not your money, your livelihood, your yeah. way of putting food on the but table. But no one's anymore. even taking the stand anyway. Like, it's only Momochi. Well, because, I mean, that's your career you're kissing goodbye. Yeah. 
like 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 there are very few people very very few who are able to make enough money from purely playing fighting games to make this worthwhile and it is very very difficult for any of those players to say you know what i'm gonna fall on the sword for this you know even if they disagree with it or and that's the other thing it's easy for us to say you know as americans who don't live in japan who don't have to deal with japanese law don't have to who aren't a part of japanese culture to say you know this is how they should do it this is what they should do so it it it, it, i don't know if there's an easy solution out there like i i have one idea that i've been bouncing around but i'm not sure if that's gonna be what does it what is it did you want to share um what i was thinking is ideally because you want Jesse's purpose is to legitimize esports. So what I my suggestion would be to get them out of of uh, licensing events, of uh, sanctioning events, and get them into sanctioning games and sanctioning full sets. Instead of saying, "Hey, Evo can be part of uh, can be part of esports. This event can be part of esports." Have them say, "Okay." Evo or Street Fighter Five is a game of skill. You know, it follows, it fits these criteria. And as long as an event is run following, you know, rules X, Y, and Z, you can run an esports tournament featuring Street Fighter Five, and have them do that for those games. You know, solely that they do, you know, sanctioned games, but get them out of events completely. Just, just have them focus on games focus on rule sets for events, guidelines for events, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, the that rule about winning stuff outside of Japan still needing a license kind of rubs me the wrong way, I think. That Well, does do any of the Jesu like policies that we know of or what they do, does does any of that rub anybody the wrong way? Because it's like, so far the story has been Momomochi's against it, and that's just fine. Mm-hmm. But like, why is he against it? Like in like more detail and more particulars. And is it something that a lot of us that like resonates with a lot of us because he's fighting this hard. And I don't see the, the, the other side um, as this monster worthy of being fought as hard as he's fighting. it. I guess that's what I'm getting at. So I want to know, like, how do you guys feel about it? Like, do you feel like this is something that's potentially dangerous to the point where you shouldn't explore it? And, and why? Well, here's the, here's the thing. Uh, I'm all for legalizing – I know legalizing is probably not the right word I'm looking for, but I'm going to use it anyway because I can't think of another one. Uh, legalizing esports tournaments in Japan for a bigger payout, right? Like to me, the goal would be to not consider it gambling. Uh, but in the meantime, if we can have an organization that can then bypass that, I'm down. With that said, uh, I feel like giving certain players – and this is and this is kind of what I mentioned before – giving certain players the ability to do so and not everyone I think is very unfair. Yes. And, and I, I think, think and it, 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 this can lead to a slippery slope of then like being like, Oh, tournament entries only if you have the license, if you don't have a license, get the fuck out. Right. I could see so it going down that way. Like more the NFL or something like that, or not just anyone can really do it. Right. And, and it, it, I can see it going down that way. And if it goes down that way, that's the end of the FGC as I see it. So. And, and you know, we also had that situation, uh, similar thing with Puzzle and Dragons, where mm-hmm. a middle school t- 
uh, kid won the big tournament at Tokyo Game Show. Uh, and because they were under 15, instead of the 5 million yen that was advertised as the first prize, they got nothing. They got absolutely nothing in terms of prize money. Wow, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. So, Damn. it's very... It, 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 it's, it's a situation where, you know, we don't want to see how it is. We hate seeing it the way it is, but I don't know if there's an easy fix for it yeah you know what is, is an easy fix is uh subscribing which is what wong lu just did with a tier man one i had a way better one fuck you john but thank you wong lu <laughs> <laughs> i, I, I want to hear this one i, I forgot what one. it was uh no i was oh, gonna say like you know somebody who sees something for how good it is <laughs> anyway that would have been better yes I feel like John and I have just been like at each other's throats this entire show, and I kind of. I like love it. you, by the way. Like I, I, I don't dislike you at all. I wish we were friends. The feeling's <laughs> not mutual. I know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, have we talked about this enough? Is there anything else left to be said? We've got like thirty minutes to go, and uh, and like, like any other week, any of these other stories would be the top story. Yep. Like, it, it was just a crazy week, so let's get into more stuff. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, Momochi trying to be the voice of reason, I think, and doing a good job at it, I think. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, speaking of Street Fighter, by the way, uh, Street Fighter is now an Olympic event. Well, I don't think it's an Olympic event, but it's happening at the Olympics. Right? Kind of. What, yeah. What's the What's the sitch? So, Intel announced the Intel World Open. This is after a couple weeks ago where we talked about a hypothetical situation where Street Fighter or other esports events could be at the Olympics. It's not so hypothetical anymore. Uh, this will take place in Tokyo uh, in the two days before the Olympics launches. It is not part of the Olympics officially, but it is uh, an event in partnership uh, with the International Olympic Committee, which is the Olympics organizing body. Uh, it is a two... It, they will host two events at the uh, finals there, Street Fighter V and Rocket League. Each of those games will receive a $250,000 prize. Uh, and the format is going to be an international team competition. Um there will be, at least for the Street Fighter V side, 12 teams will be granted, uh, will say, hey, you get to hold qualifiers, um, and whoever make, wins those online qualifiers makes the team for those countries. Other nations can join in uh, later in the process, and then the finals will take place in Tokyo, in uh, the central, what they're calling uh, the ZEP, Diver City venue in the Central Olympics Games area. Hmm. So, everybody better have their licenses together to compete, or else. Oh man, <laughs> it's it's it, it, it's you know you we knew it was something on the table. You know it. It felt like the Olympics had been trying to get you know, at least dip their toes into the waters of esports for a while. And mm-hmm. now we're seeing them make that plunge. You know, and I don't know 
how great it's going to be, but you know, it, at the very least, it's a chance for um, some nations, some players in certain nations to, you know, compete on a high level. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we talked about it what last week or two weeks ago about how it's kind of meh, but you know, we'll see. Maybe maybe some will come of it. You know, I I think experimenting is never a bad thing. John, any thoughts? No. Okay. The the only thing I worry about is just, you know, how involved does the IOC get? Yeah. Because uh, if you thought uh, that Jesu is a Byzantine organization, (laughs) wait, yeah, you haven't seen nothing yet. Um, So I kind of worry about them getting their, their paw prints on anything involving fighting games. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully it's just sort of like, hey, we'll throw you some money. Let us slap our name on it. You do your thing. We'll, we'll just take the credit. Yeah. I mean, it, that's one of those wait and see things, right? We're not at the boardroom where they're deciding that. So I can only hope for the best. <laughs> uh, what else do we got? Uh, oh, so let's go back to Tokyo Game Show. Uh, there are a lot of big announcements. We need to cover that in the next 20 minutes. Uh, which one should we go first? Should we go Dead or Alive, Grand Blue, or Guilty Gear? Uh, let's go DOA. DOA? All right. DOA, new character. What's her name? Momiji. Momiji. And there's a big update Thursday, including costumes and what? Well, Momiji is uh, the new character coming to DOA 6. She will be out on Thursday along with that game's update. Uh, the gut date includes online improvements and, uh, you know, I joke about costumes with DOA, uh, but they've got these uh, ninja transforming costumes. I don't know if they'll... It's coming up in a little bit. But uh, at certain points, their costumes will transform mid-match, which... Kind of cool, you know, as long as there isn't that uh, confusion as to who's got what. But, uh, yeah, so that's coming Thursday. If you're a DOA fan, you got something to look forward to. You got Momiji to look forward to. Wait, was that Scorpion? It looked like Scorpion. Scorpion-esque. Okay. Uh, so Scorpion. so these are kind of like Zeku, right, where you got the, the different costumes, except instead well, of switching stances, it's just a costume. Right. It, it, it's not like switching forms. It's the same costume. It's just uh, it, it, it's just a costume. It, it's just a costume change. 1,500,000 downloads. <laughs> Dang. For the core fighters, yeah. Dang. The free version. So, if you if you want to check out DOA, you know, that's always an option. Yeah. They've got that uh, version with like four or five characters and a rotating uh, maybe one or two rotating at a time. Yep. So, oh. if you've got good strong core values get yourself get yourself on there um although i will say this i do like the idea of changing a costume when you taunt somebody i think that's pretty cool i want to see that more i want to see like what would have happened if this was a thing in like street fighter 4 like remember when knuckle Dew kept like doing the glasses with guile mm-hmm. oh god hell yeah all right well let's move on uh grand blue also got a new trailer look at all this crazy shit Pew, 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 pew. Also, by the way, I hope you guys are noticing a better stream today. Uh, I got a new graphics card. This is very nice. Yes. We haven't dropped once. Yes, we have not dropped once. But you know who is dropping? Uh, this lady. What's her name? Metara? 
Matera, I believe it's. I, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. But she's as but, beautiful as a bird and as charming as a butterfly. You know what? It. I, I. I'm. I'm falling in love with her chibi form. I really am. It's. It's just like that one. She's so cute. She's so cute. Like the stars like, above, like, she gleams brilliantly. That's what the trailer like, said. I, I'm personally still not. You know. Oh, don't keep I, her waiting. You see that? Don't keep her waiting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I'll keep whoever I want to wait. Uh, waiting. <laughs> but, tell him, Steve. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but it's like... I, I, I don't know. I, I'm still not sold on Grand Blue as a thing. You know, it's just not in the right court for me. But, mm. you know, I, I, it, it still looks cool. And, you know, her chibi form is awesome. It's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah. Uh, I I have no idea what the character is in Grand Blue. Uh, I'm assuming it's a big character. I'm assuming people are excited for it, but I'm completely clueless, clueless when it comes to Grand Blue stuff. Um, but we are going to see a demo of this at CEO Taku, right? That was announced yes. last week. So if you like Grand Blue, uh, go play it at CEO Taku. Speaking of CEO Taku, something else got announced. At Tokyo Game Show, that is also going to be at CEO Taku. I don't know if they have a playable version of it, but I know there's going to be a big announcement there. And that is... Yes. Uh, there will be a playable demo there. Of, one of four. Of Guilty Gear? Uh, yeah, Guilty Gear, uh, Uniclear, uh, Grand Blue, and BB Tech 2.0 will all be playable at uh, CEO Taku. Dang. Well, everybody get your Justin Timberlakes ready, because uh, here's the trailer for Guilty Gear. Uh, and... Along with this trailer came an interview of uh, Ishiwatari, or with Ishiwatari, I should say. Uh, and there were some worrying things that were said, I think. Uh, Steve, do you, do you have that interview up and, like, some highlights? I, I do, but I, I, I just cannot get over how gorgeous this game is. It's like, you remember the reaction when we first saw uh, Exerd when they went to 3D? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I get that feeling every time I see this game. It is just, it is just absolutely beautiful beyond comprehension. And we've got the new character coming back. Uh, we've got May, and she looks so cute. I'm sorry, like like she looks so good in this. Yeah, so good. No, the game does look great. It looks fucking dope. And don't blink. Oh, there she is, and she's gone. Yeah, it was hard to even get a screenshot of that. Yep. Yep. That that is bullshit blazing right there. Um but but the the full trailer is getting uh CEO. Yes. Uh it will be revealed at CEO Taku. Yes, so CEO Taku. CEO Taku, I can say that. CEO Taku new Guilty Gear trailer. Look forward to it there. Uh we were talking a little bit before the stream about this. I think they are going in the direction of Dragon Ball Fighters for Guilty Gear, right? With everything that Ishiwatari said in that interview, where it's like, "Oh, we're making it more accessible, where it's easy to play and hard to master," and blah 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 blah, right? Um, and it's interesting because we we often say like, "Oh, don't make a game easier to play. Give them give people more uh, accessibility so that they can reach a higher level," right? But with that said, I think Exerd. And Revelator 2 specifically had the best tutorial I have ever seen in a fighting game where they taught you exactly what to do and how to do it 
and how to get better at doing those things. And I don't think that game did as well as something like a Street Fighter or a Mortal Kombat, right? So I think uh, it's it's a little, it's it's tough to then not try something else, right? Yeah. And, and on that, uh, Daisuke said, quote, uh, let me actually link to the chat uh, the article that he and uh, Akira Kana, uh, Katano, excuse me, had with Gamatsu uh, during Tokyo Game Show. He said, uh, when they were talking about, you know, tutorials and support for beginners, he said, quote, as for having support for beginners, when there are individual explanations, it means that a game is difficult to begin with. Game-wise, I am considering a system that doesn't require that so- sort of support. Previous Guilty Gear titles have systems that are complex and numerous. I am developing this game by starting with a clean slate and reimagining from zero. End quote. So if you are someone who read, this is probably setting out a couple of alarm bells. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I think we, we've had this discussion before about, you know, auto combos and all this other stuff. Uh, it, and this is definitely just a wait and see moment, right? I could be completely wrong, and it might be an amazing game. Um, although I, and I sincerely do hope it's an amazing game, and I will probably still play it even if it's not my version of amazing. But my version of amazing doesn't mean it's not amazing. You know what I'm saying? It's just my personal preference. Um, and I, 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 go ahead. I will say, I I will say that you know, there's a difference between you know three different Roman cancels, all of the complexities of the Guilty Gear system. And rolling your face on the stick to hitting the easy button to win. Yeah, there's a whole lot of room in there. Just yeah. because you're coming down from here, right, doesn't necessarily mean you're going down to here, right. But yeah, you know, ultimately, I'm my phone is ringing. Ultimately, uh, I'm still excited for it. You know, I cannot wait to see what comes out of uh, CEO Taku if they show any gameplay, because that's fucking exciting as shit. You feel me? And I don't, I don't disagree that they could lose a mechanic or two. So, <laughs> so like, I, 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 wait and see, wait and see. Uh, we could all. How about that? We'll go ahead. How about that theme though that they play during the the trailer? Uh, that God, is bullshit, bullshit. blazing ah. to my heart. It's oh, boy, stuck in your head for forever now, right? And it's good though. I'm not even upset that it's stuck in my head for forever. I wake up thinking that song. Man. Does anyone know the actual? that thing yeah it's, this is bullshit that is bullshit blazing still my heart up blazing 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 uh why don't you tell me how i don't need a new world order still something no uh, the smell of the game new, 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 new world order. <laughs> i did my best uh <laughs> either way uh it was really funny because right when we started the call before we started the show steve what were the first words i said to you damn the guilty gear music stuck in my head <laughs> yeah Man, and then it, I tried to sing it. Yep. Uh, I was saying, that is bullshit rock. <laughs> I thought I thought I was hearing something that sounded kind of like that was bull, That is bullshit. Yeah. And, but wasn't actually that is bullshit. But if it is that is bullshit, that's awesome. That is bullshit. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but with that said, soundtrack for Guilty Gear games always on point. And I cannot wait until Zappa is announced. <laughs> uh, tune in next week for when I go sleuthing. <laughs> <laughs> We got we got to bring that back. No, uh, yeah, we got to find reasons to sleuth, right? We can't just sleuth for no reason. Um, speaking of sleuthing for no reasons, uh, we had one more. Tra- oh no, we didn't. We had one more announcement though, and uh, it was 
uh, BB tag, right? We got a couple more characters coming out. Oh yeah, this is actually this wasn't actually announced at to- Tokyo Game Show. Oh, um, but this is the final show before that announcement. Oh, uh, this Saturday uh, at I. Let me uh, double check the time. This but Saturday. this Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, on the Arc System Works U channel. They are going to have a two-hour show, approximately two hours. And during that show, they will announce the final five characters to join BB Tag 2.0's roster. Dang. That's going to be exciting. So, and hey, I wonder who those characters are. You know who else is wondering who those characters who are, Steve? We all are. Because that was the question of the day, right? That was. That was the question of the day. All right, let me pull it uh, So up. we asked you, who do you hope makes the cut? Um, let's kick it off with Subway Wang, who would love to see one more Akatsuki character get in. And he thinks uh, Murakumo would probably be the best fit. Uh, OG Geek uh, wants to see a few characters from uh, Ruby make the cut. As well as Rise from uh, Persona 4. Uh, Joe Kogan uh, says, with Blitz Tank being a thing, I don't suppose the ship from Galaga or a Pong paddle isn't so odd after all. Yeah, yeah let's go Pong. I, I, I want to see the Pong paddle get into Smash just because I want to see that. It's that already there. Trailer. It's already there. It's a trophy. No, as, as, a, as a standalone character, though. Oh, okay. I want to see, like,. Pong paddles the competition. And, okay. I, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm a very strange man when it comes to that. Uh, a Bev KY is begging for bang, please. Hmm. Uh, Little Orphan Ar- Arlene says, Tarumi God, please. Which I'm assuming the God, please is a plea and not a second character. Because if you're looking for God... You know what? I've got a game for you, as long as you're not in Malaysia. Yeah, well, I mean, look, uh, I I think I speak for all three of us when I say that we don't personally know God, and I don't think we can submit that request to him or her directly. Do you know the personal relationship with God? Nah. Do you? Take your silence as a no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> and then uh, let's close it off with uh, Blue for Life. Who, as the resident anime expert, uh, know-it-all, uh, knows who the five characters are going to be. So cover yours. This is a spoiler. Uh, the final five characters will be Blitz Tank Jr., Blitz Tank the Third, Uncle Blitz Tank, Super Saiyan Blitz Tank, and Blitz Tank the Ultimate Tank. Ooh. The Ultimate Tank. Alpha you know, uh, level 100 Charizard, who I usually disagree with all the time, actually brings up a good point. Uh, Terry Bogard is going to be one of the characters. I think he's le- I think SNK has, like, some sort of deal with the devil where, like, <laughs> their characters have to be represented in every single fighting game that comes out. Even, like, them's fighting hurts. Dang. You know, when that, when that finally goes launch... You know, you'll have a whole bunch of characters designed by Lauren Paws and then Terry Bogard. Dang, could you imagine Terry Bogard as a brony? Terry Bovine. Terry, Terry Bovine. Terry Bovine? Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that said, we have about 10 minutes and we have one more topic, which I wanted to cover earlier, but I forgot about. Uh, and that is uh, so there's been a little bit of drama with the Street Fighter League, right? Uh, yeah. So 
we have Street Fighter League US happening right now, and that's been cool. Uh, but Street Fighter League Japan just announced their lineup, yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the C- well, at the end of the CPT, we're gonna have Street Fighter Japan versus Street Fighter US. The top team from each is gonna face off top against each other. Top two teams on teams. either side. So there'll be four teams total. Okay. Uh, Twelve people. So we have who, who do we have notable? We have Punk. Uh, Our two world class players are Punk and Knuckledew. As far as resumes and achievements, we have some other really strong players in there as well. But and and then we have players that haven't uh, that haven't had the same levels of success. And a lot of those are the ones that were voted in through um, the campaigns. And that's the whole point. Of, well, that's one of the main points of Street Fighter League, right? Mm-hmm. Is to give opportunities for players that haven't necessarily been up there in the spotlight before to get in these high intensity situations and play against these pro players and see if they can't get a Cinderella story going. And that's great. And both street fighter league, North America and street fighter league, Japan achieve that in their own special ways. Here's the thing though. The process for creating these teams is very different in the North American version compared to the Japanese version. And the way the Japanese version goes through, uh, I know we don't have a lot of time. So basically, and there's a write-up that's coming out for this. So this will be out there. But um, there were like a a whole campaign through arcades. 30 Japanese arcades had these series of of tournaments where like the players in the arcades, and you know what that kind of level of competition would be, um, are going to like refine and refine and refine and play each other until I think it's a total of eight qualify for the draft. And then they have a collegiate uh, league, if you will, where a bunch of college students were able to play each other, and through a series of of, um, of battles, eight of them got into the draft. And then there was a rookie—I uh, forget the the term for it—but this was a it, it was more of like a publicity stunt, is what it felt like. But they went around and and got like people that probably really didn't know what they were doing. But then these uh, all of all of these three avenues were pretty well refined. Um, so you have 24 people that end up in this draft pool. And then, of course, they chose six captains. Uh, and then those that's the likes of, like, Mago and uh, who else? Like, Tokido, um, Daigo, people like that. It is on Nemo. Um, so- and then, but then they just do a draft of these 24 people, and they get teams like, who is it? Tokido, Gachikun, and is it Haku? And, like, Fudo, and, and it is on, well- and... Like world class team. We've got the graphic. We got the list. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Throw it up there. But the the result was some really strong players, um, multiple really strong players, and and they weren't restricted to having to have a a captain and then an online warrior and then a fan favorite like the the North American was. We're all pretty aware of how the North American uh, Street Fighter League teams were formed. So it was very different. At the end of the day, you have like these these teams in, in north america and then these teams in japan where it's like sure maybe like they could eke out a win but you're probably not going to beat uh like fujimura and daigo on a team plus and someone else you know when when your team frost you know it's like or any of these teams it's like punk and knuckle dude they're the ones that that compete at these same levels and even they don't have the same levels of success as some of these other competitors and and there's like more than one of them on a team so the end result is you're going to have the best Street Fighter um, North America players taking on the two best teams from Japan, and that's just fine, especially if you're trying to get that. Well, it'll be entertaining to see them play. Maybe they'll win. And, hey, it's an opportunity for, 
for the people that you know don't have as many to to play the the, the cream of the crop sure but it's also for $135,000 in prize money. And that's where I think things start to get a little bit uh, inappropriate, you know, and and there's been retaliation or not retaliation, but some, some words we'll say on social media from uh, like players that are actively going through street fighter league right now, Gustavo and automatic chimed in briefly, Uh, Justin Wong and Brian F both said something and they were in um, uh, season one. Uh, saying, like, I don't feel like this is a good call, guys. Not everyone said that. Alex Valle said, well, you just kind of got to be happy with the opportunity and, you know, play the hand that you get. Might not be an easy path, but, hey, you should be happy. But a lot of people are disagreeing with him. And I got to kind of lean towards that, too, because this does not seem like a very balanced um, outcome in the end. Uh, it, it's, you know, I have no problem with the two leagues, Uh having different goals you know it's obvious that you know you look at each team in the the japanese league which is two players two licensed pros and a third player who has won some sort of offline qualifier and then only six of those players get drafted from that so Mm -hmm. you're taking the best of the best of the best whereas the u.s team squad has a has a player on there that is only there because Capcom forgot the number between four and six. <laughs> so it's it's very, very... I, I'm fine with them having different goals. But then when you bring them together in this very high-stakes thing, people are going to feel like, like the U.S. side has got the short end of the stick. And in this case, they have. Do you th- you, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were done. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you think... Capcom conveniently forgot that number five because of this. That that's the theory that you can't just come right out and say maybe perhaps, but maybe you want to just do that and say, well, I know that you know Arturo Sanchez Sabin is a seasoned tournament player, and I don't know who this uh, Amik, uh I, I call him Zykes. It's, what is it, Emikize or Amezi? Amezi. Uh, you know, he says he's, he plays Falk and he's in gold rank or whatever online. I'm not sure exactly. Mm-hmm. But you're like, well, I want to put my best feet forward because I know that we're going to be playing for big bucks against Japan. I want as many strong competitors as possible. That's a real possibility now. Yeah. Makes that kind of seem a little more uh, like, oh, there's a motivation now. Yeah, it, it makes that motivation there, but it's still shitty nonetheless. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, look, it kind of does make sense now where it's like, oh, shit. Like, whoever knew on the back end that this was going to be, like, the end goal was, like, dang, do we want Arturo, who we know can ha- try and have a chance? Although, if I recall correctly, the last time he was at Topanga, like, he didn't have a good time. Right? And I don't know if I don't know if that means... He also plays Dalsum. It's, like, that's probably not going to be one of the players, you know, that's taken out all of the top Japanese players. Like, maybe, sure, but... Yeah, I mean, but look, still, I mean, he, than... he's done it before, and I think he can do it again. I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, sure. But if you're a betting man... Yeah, let, let, let's not act like, you know, the U.S. side is a bunch of Joe Schmoes. Right. Not at all. You know, Just Mojo. He, he, Mojo is a very, very good player. You know, Automatic is a someone who who is a very good player. It's just very hard to get a team crafted in part around, you know, entertainment value. Not mm-hmm. to say that the, they're not good players, but the whole voting campaign was based on potential entertainment value yeah 
and comparing them to players who got in basically solely on merit. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm look, I am not necessarily opposed to how things were done because I'm a person who likes rooting for underdogs and now there's a clear underdog. And they can do what they want. It just, here's the thing, though. When it comes down to this final competition, and like Steve was saying, I think that the way Japan does it and then the way that North America does it are absolutely fine, independent of each other. But what exactly are you measuring when it gets down to having these finals play out this way? It's like you haven't assembled these two teams in, in a similar manner, so it's like you're, you're putting up varsity against the, you know, the JV squad right now. And like, what is that achieving for anybody? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, we'll see. And 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 that's you know you 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 might have an answer to that, but it, it seems like it kind of misses the mark a little bit. Um, I went through and calculated how many CPT global leaderboard points each, uh, like all of the Jap- Japanese players that are on SFL have versus how many all of the North American players have. You guys want to hear my findings? No. Yes. Oh, good. Uh, so North America total, and this is with Punk, who has 3,555 points, has 7,595 CPT points right now. Japan, who all 18 of their SFL representatives do have CPT points, uh, they have 17,480 points. So there it is. It's hmm. Yeah, I mean... It, it, the scale is heavily tilted one way, but, you know, they don't play these matches on paper. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think it's just another case of, hey, this seems like a good idea. Let's do it without the forethought. Right? I think it was just a complete lack of forethought. That's it, Honestly, that's what I think. And, we'll see and, if Broly likes to pull oh, off the merit. All right, right. My, my alarm is ringing. Okay. That means it's time we'll for us to get go. out of here. Um, uh, I just want to say, because we've been crapping on Capcom a lot for this, you know, and, and, and a little bit deservedly so here, but it's more along the lines of, okay, so we tried this. The Street Fighter League has been really good in a lot of ways. I've been very happy with it. This is not the best look, and of course we're going to flock to the negativity. Uh, and it's a big deal because it's the finals and everything. But hopefully next year they just do it a little bit better. They learn from this. But I'm hoping that the whole thing doesn't die off or anything like that. I think it's been very good, and we should continue to praise that because these are the kind of things where we take the next step into esports and in and, and a lot of good ways too. So um, don't want it to go away. I just want them to fix this thing, and, and I bet you they will. So. Yep. And speaking of being very good, Efren has subscribed to us for 15 months. Oh. Thank you. And apparently you should come back and host the show because John fucking hates me. I love you. All right. We're I'm going, so we're going home. Goodbye. Everybody go watch Ultra Chen in 15 minutes. <laughs> Good night, Canada. Thank love you. Love miss you. Bye. Especially long. Oh, God. I hit the transition button and it didn't go. All right. I'm just going to end the stream. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>